You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome to the World Cup Minute. It's Josh Landon live on location. I'm not in Qatar, Brandon, but I'm at a, I'm at a hotel in an undisclosed town. I will I will acknowledge that that undisclosed town has good pretzels, and I will I will say no more. It's near Dutch country. Sure, that'll yeah, narrow it down say. for a lot of our yeah, listeners exactly, for sure. Exactly. Not in Lancaster. Uh, yeah, I mean, okay, you're in an undisclosed uh, undisclosed location. It has been yet another insane day at the World Cup. Yep. 12, 12 World Cup minutes, 12 insane days. I guess there were probably one or two days in there that were not as insane. But my favorite moment of the tournament, yeah, my favorite moment of the tournament happened today where there was that brief five-minute-ish window where Costa Rica were on their way to the knockout rounds. Spain and yeah. Germany were going out. Um, it was a nice, thrilling contrast to... What I predicted yesterday would be the battle of who could care less between Belgium and Croatia. Uh, that, you know, forget forget predicting score lines, Josh. We should just predict mental states of being because I think we <laughs> nailed that one. I don't. I mean, I think that they were there was some there was a lot of fight in that game. Uh, Lukaku, uh, it's insane. I mean, I don't know what his individual XG was in that match, but it was. The chances that he was missing, I mean, I know one was like the ball's probably out of bounds and Kevin right up got it to him, but that that one early, oh, and then another one. Like, Belgium should be through, honestly. They should be through. And Lukaku just could not, I don't want to pin it on one person because it's a, it's a whole, that whole team was just, like you said, kind of dead on arrival. I think Croatia had a, had a lot of fight in them. There was a moment in that second half early on where I was like, oh, yeah, there's just no way. Belgium was going to win this game. Like, even if Belgium had scored, Croatia would have just been like, okay, fine, now we'll score too. Like, they, they would have just come back and, and equalized. Like, they were they were not going to yeah. lose that match. Yeah, for the stats heads out there, uh, let's see, at least the FootMob app has the XG for Belgium at 3.07. So expected wow. to score, score at least three goals, and they scored none. And Croatia's XG was at 0. 0.7. Uh, so, you know, they... Uh, they were kind of like spot uh, spot on a bit there, but I agree. I thought Croatia were good for a goal in moments, but um, ultimately, ultimately, just did, didn't didn't need to bother. They did not need to bother. Much like Spain in the latter half of the day, yeah. <laughs> it was just sort of they just threw themselves at the mercy of the fates, and it, it worked out in their favor. I mean, I think. I I don't know what which result I would have predicted first Japan to beat Spain or Costa Rica to beat um, 
Germany. Obviously, I think I'd, I'd pick Japan. Now, yeah. now we know about Japan, right? That that it wasn't a fluke that Japan beat Germany. The fluke was probably their performance against Costa Rica. But what a dream for them to win that group, having beat European powerhouses, Spain and Germany. It's amazing. Totally. And I think we really, we kind of wrote them off a little bit uh, after that Costa Rica match. I just yeah. really, I'm kind of with you. I just did not see them beating Germany. It's just hard to overlook that historical stuff, right? I mean, it's, it's not that, I, I mean, Germany obviously is... is just consistently very solid, consistently ranked in the the top ten world countries. Even though those rankings don't really mean very much, but obviously they won a World Cup eight years ago. They're they're where was it eight years ago? Yeah, eight years ago. And you know, so they're just a, a serious force in, in world football. And and Japan has has always been kind of like the U.S., like a team that can that can crack the round of sixteen. And that's sort of, but even then, it's it's not like it's not it's not a given thing. And so, I you know, I, I mean, I don't know. Like if the U.S. had gone into that group and beat Spain and Germany to go through, you and I would be recording this like shirtless right now. We'd be so, uh, so amped up. Like it, it's, it's so incredible. Well, just, now like, that I, you I uh, mention it, it, maybe I'll, uh, why not? <laughs> so it's, it's a great performance. And I think it, it, kind of the story of, of today were, was Spain and Morocco. Cause I think Morocco, same way, uh, team. I, and I, in Morocco, we've been sort of given credit to throughout the tournament. And they, they were a team that, that came in with some, um, you know, they were they were a team that, that many expected to come out of their group. And so it's maybe a little bit less of a shock in their case. But um, they've been really solid uh, the entire tournament. And I thought both their goals were really nice today, too. I mean, you have Ziyech get that you know, the keepers off his line, uh, gets that goal. But then the second goal, I thought, was a really nice strike as well, um, you know, kind of with, with pace from a, from a slightly difficult angle. Um, and so for them to to pretty handily beat Canada today, I thought was, um, I don't know, just impressive. And I think that uh, uh, I'm kind of excited to see what happens. I think that uh, Morocco um, Spain game on Tuesday is going to be really exciting now. Yeah. You do wonder, it kind of works out if you just look at chalk, you know, predicted outcomes, Spain finishing beneath Japan means that Spain wouldn't have to face Brazil if it goes chalk into the quarterfinals. Yep. Now they would face Portugal instead, and they face Morocco in the round of, of 16 instead of Croatia. Now, we're at least I was a little dismissive there of Croatia's performance against Belgium, but you know they are still one of the like most granite-like teams i guess in the world cup they seem like an immovable object they're scary like i wouldn't want to play them like if you know i'm I'm glad the u.s doesn't have to play in the round of 16 because there are just certain moments where just a lot of those guys have played together for a long time right it's like it's like going to the ymca and you just play like a bunch of old guys they've all just they've been going to the same gym four times a week for the last 10 years you know there's just something about like the way there's just certain passes you that playing you a lot saw. of pickup basketball at the Y. Never, at the y. never. I'm too short, but you see that you see these guys there all the time. They're the ones with the bulky knee braces, you know. And I feel like that's what oh, yeah. that's what this yep. that's what this Croatia team is. It's a, it's a bunch of bulky knee brace YMCA guys, and they're just they're just certain moments. I mean, of course, they also have a Ballon d'Or winner, but there, there's certain moments in that match where they're just so fluid, and the, they didn't you know didn't lead to a goal today, but there's just moments inside the box or just outside the box and they're, they're cutting in. Um, it's just, 
they're just a really solid team. And it's sort of, like I said before, I think even if Belgium had scored today, I think Croatia would have clawed their way back and, and equalized and, and found a way to advance anyway. So um, just a really impressive team. And now I think they, that I mean, I talked about the um, Morocco-Spain game. That's on t- Tuesday morning, uh, Eastern time, uh, 10 a.m. And then J- Japan-Croatia is Monday at 10 a.m. And at this point, I think with, with both Morocco and Croatia, I mean, you talked about chalk, Brandon. I mean, at this point, chalk, I guess, would be Morocco, right? I mean, they're the group winners. And <laughs> so it's kind of crazy. And then Japan, Croatia, I don't even, I, I suspect that Croatia will actually be slightly favored here, um, if only because they are a World Cup finalist, very similar squad to four years ago. Um, I, I don't know how much that's a factor, but, but Japan have played really well as well. And um, maybe it just seems like Japan is, maybe that, that Costa Rica match will, will linger a little bit for, for some people as well. So I'm not, I'm not making any kind of betting picks here, but I just think that it's really cool that both those matches on Monday and Tuesday feel incredibly wide open and, and, and pretty interesting yeah. in their own right. Well, uh, I guess we should doff our caps to the end of the golden era of Belgium. Roberto Martinez, I think he's already been uh, <laughs> he's already been told to leave to uh, and they've reset the Wi-Fi password. Interesting note from our friend Axel, uh, who's listening in Belgium. This was um, this was uh, what's his name? The goalkeeper. Well, why can't why am I blanking on his name? The Belgian goalkeeper. Courtois? I want to call him Justin Thoreau for some. Thibaut yeah, Courtois. Courtois. Thoreau. Yeah, Courtois. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's uh, his one hundredth cap today. And uh, it was his 50th clean sheet. So how do you like those for odds for clean sheets for Tebow? Uh, 50% odds that he's going to get a clean sheet for his country every time he gets on the field. He certainly wasn't at fault today, that's for sure. I think, uh, and he made that great pen save uh, for, uh, off Alfonso Davies in the, that opening match, the Belgium-Canada mm-hmm. uh, match. So I just think up front there was just, it's weird. I mean, I don't even get it. Like, I, I guess... If Lukaku converts a couple of those chances, they go up two, three nil. Maybe that's just too much ground for Croatia to make up, and they and they go through. We're seeing a different story, but even then, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel unjust that Belgium didn't go through. It doesn't feel like outside of the fact that you know all the players and they're super famous. Like <laughs> there's that's the only reason why there's any kind of heartbreak there because they have not played in this tournament like a team that has any shot of winning it. And so I don't really mind if they leave. And the Morocco thing is just kind of cool because um, I, was, I was reading earlier that uh, they're the first African team to win their group since 1998. So the first time in 24 years that an African team has won their World Cup group, which is pretty cool. And I, it's just sort of a fun. Yeah. And so I think Morocco and Japan. Um, and Okay, so we have to briefly on the Japan thing. I, it's like you see certain clips of that ball there are certain like when you when you see it with a normal camera it looks like that ball absolutely crossed the line and the, for the for the for the for the, the game winning goal and then you see it yeah. like the overhead shot and it's it looks like it has it but i'm like well when did they freeze that camera <laughs> like do we know yeah. you know it's like one of those like super tight offside calls like well when did you stop the frame here because sure it's hard to believe it didn't actually cross over but it's like he brought some paint with him or something when it when he when he you know kicked it with his foot these balls are loaded with microchips apparently there was a story after the uh, bruno fernandez's brace for portugal and Ronaldo tried to claim one of the goals, and Adidas, who manufactures the ball, comes out after the match and says, we analyzed the match ball. The data within the ball 
and we can inf- we can definitively say Ronaldo did not touch it. Wow, the um, gels in his hair, which is did wild. Not show up. <laughs> we did a close sweep of uh, the ball. So you know we're we're just this short of the uh, Fox Sports hockey laser hockey puck technology that we all enjoyed in the late '90s. But um, you know. Conspiracy theorist as I can be, I do generally believe the goal line technology. But yeah, sure. it's like when did when does it all stop? We never see the the full story. The offside call uh, calls drive me insane because we're expected to take for granted that they have the exact right moment in which the pass leaves the passer's foot. We're only ever looking at the uh, on rushing attacker and no methodical whatever is given to the guy actually passing the ball as far as we can see so yeah it's and that's you know what that it's better that way don't tell me what's going on in the computer lab behind the scenes just let us watch the football we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's fine. And, like, you know, if Germany wanted to go ahead, they should have beat Japan when they played them, right? It's like they had their, they had their chance. Um, this Germany team, uh, yep. it's weird that they're going out, honestly. It's, uh, they're, they're, they really are um, just full of, of great players, but it's, it's kind of like Belgium. If you don't play well together. And also, like, we're not playing 30 matches in these World Cups. It's three games. And uh, if you're just a little bit worse over three matches, then, then you're through. And there's no reason to think... Um, I don't really. Yeah, they're just they're, these are tournaments, and they're they're knockout style, and um, it, it doesn't mean that one is inherently better than the other. But they were this tournament and this three match group of matches, and that's 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 part of the fun of it. Is that if it you know it's it's like a the Phil Helmuth thing. If there's no luck, I'd win every time. It's part of the fun of this is that we will get occasionally a Japan going through um, or Belgium going out, uh, you know, and with Morocco winning the group. And that's that's if it, we didn't have that, sometimes it just wouldn't it would not be fun. We would not enjoy it nearly as much. That's why the college football playoff is so broken because it's the same four teams every year. Yeah, you need more teams, and but there are limits to that. We are opposed to growing the uh, 32 team World Cup. Um, that's an official. World Cup minute always cheating position. Yes, I feel I feel bad for one aspect of the German team, and that's Musiala, the 19-year-old Bayern Munich player who had a fantastic tournament and was trying so hard just to get one souvenir, get one goal for his name to to yeah. come away with in the Costa Rican match, and it just couldn't come together. But I think that is 
the main takeaway for me from this German side is we will be hearing much more from Musiala. Yeah. I don't think it really matters. It's ultimately a star-making performance for him. It's a little bit like Thomas Muller, who I saw right at the end of that match, too. And it's like that's the last time we'll see him very likely you know, put on a German kit. And I remember him when he was his first World Cup. I think he was around 20, so kind of a similar. Obviously, they play different positions, but just sort of that, like, yeah. the young the young sure. superstar. Um, cool. Still All looked right. well, like so he was 33 yeah. at that age, though, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Mueller. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got that look. I don't know what it is. I think it's, these guys are all in the sun so much. I think that's what it is, you know. But he he looks. He's yeah. He's always looked like um, like he looks like the dad of like a preschooler or something. I don't know. You know if that, if that make any sense? Like he's the kind of guy you'd see on the playground with a. What? A, you know what? You're not a. You know it's. Okay, I, I can't go too far down this. It takes a dad to know a dad. Is that what's going on? Just in my in my particular neighborhood, there's a lot of dads that look like Thomas Muller, and they're they're all like incredibly okay. fit. They're super tall. They're vaguely European, and they all and they're always drinking like a tea. And this is just like they're and they're just like kids are just doing anything at the park. They're like they're not paying any attention to them. They're not looking at their phones either. They're just zen, and they just always seem so cool wow. and and put together. And this is uh, and I'm. Not. I'm like running around with Quinn, like like pretending to be a pirate or whatever. I'm just like a total American in that way. Um, so let's move on to tomorrow's matches. Brandon, we have the Group G and Group H matches uh, in the morning. We have Ghana hosting hosting. You know they, they do kind of have these home and away designations. It's hard for me to get away from that, and I, I do occasionally still say teams when I mean to say uh, countries uh, or squads. But uh, Ghana, Ghana and Uruguay play. South Korea and Portugal play. Those are the Group H matches. Um, so these are the final two groups uh, before we get to the round of 16 matches on Saturday. Um, and so, uh, pretty simple. Uh, Portugal is through to the round of 16. Uh, they can win the group with a win or a draw versus South Korea or a Ghana loss. So lots of ways for Portugal to, to just to win their group, and they're already clear through. Uh, Ghana can make the last 16 with a win or a draw versus Uruguay. So fairly straightforward for them as well, um, although I think that's going to be a difficult match. Um, South Korea can make the win, uh, the last 16 with a win versus Portugal and a Ghana loss or draw versus Uruguay. So slightly complicated on their end. And finally, Uruguay can make the last 16 with a win versus Ghana and a South Korea loss or draw versus Portugal. So as long as South Korea doesn't beat Portugal, we have, um, you know, there's a good chance that Uruguay or Ghana uh, will, will make it through. So um, I guess it kind of depends. I mean, I think South Portugal still has something to play for because they're going to try to win that group. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw something like we saw with France, where there's kind of a heavily rotated right, Portugal. Right, side. yeah. And I, I, I think that... Thoughts? Thoughts are, yeah, pick, a, pick your favorite country and root mm-hmm. for them. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, <laughs> okay. maybe uh, order some neighbor food from the neighborhood that uh, is, is the tangentially Uruguayan related to that country. Yeah. yeah, you know, you go to your local Uruguayan uh, takeout and 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 do that. Uh, I'm not sure if I had Guinness I don't know. I, I, I'm sure it's good. I must say I will be cheering for Uruguay tomorrow. I, there are a lot of players on that squad who I like. Uh, from the young to the old, and I think they've got a little bit of magic in their boots that they haven't shown us yet. And, you know, our friend Eric with a K, you know, he's a um, Uruguayan and always uh, supports the team. And I think that this, you know, this fan base is so steeped in World Cup history that 
I don't know. I'm afraid of change, Josh. I can't see these historic nations just just yeah. uh, beg off and and seed ground to uh, I don't know the United States for God's sake. By the way, if if uh, South Korea and Uruguay both win, it'll come down to tiebreakers again. So this is like the World Cup of of tiebreakers, Brandon. But I, I, I'm sort of with you there. Um, I, I keep getting caught up in all these these advancement scenarios. It's hard for me, and my head is spinning with all this stuff. But I'm with you. I, I'm, I'm rooting for Uruguay as well. I, um, they were just such a big part of that 2010 World Cup, which is sort of my still my favorite World Cup, just because it's the one that really got me to fall in love with, with the sport. So that's where we are. Really fun uh, matches on on uh, in group uh, I, I will the, say, yeah, just to not get too caught up. From my perspective, to not get too caught up with the advancement scenarios until the matches are actually in play, um, it's almost like watching the, the the groups change live. For when when Costa Rica goes up two one over Germany, and to see that entire group, the table there again turned upside down, was incredible. And you know, you don't necessarily have to anticipate. Uh, all the all the machinations to appreciate it in in real time um so you know i feel like you know it's it's there there are there are people who like spoilers uh for movies and people who hate them i personally hate them but i feel like you know there are people who want to know all the scenarios going in uh who who don't mind spoilers uh but it's okay to be the opposite and to go in spoiler free Fair enough. Well, I'm also going to give you the scenarios for Group G. Okay, so uh, you can close oh, your God. ears. Okay. If you want, Brennan, I think it's useful. I, this is what I would want to know going into these matches. So I guess you and I are on opposite sides here. I also tend prefer to watch movies over read the Wikipedia plot summaries. So you and I have different. You know, that, that, that's horror movies specifically. I, I, I don't know mm-hmm. why, Brennan. I like to watch these a little bit of them. Although Barbarian, I did not watch. I had to. Uh, I had to read the Wikipedia one for that. I was a little too scared. Mm, okay, so half was, measures yeah. from my co-host there. Yeah, something about basements. It just, uh, just creeped me out. So uh, we have uh, Cameroon play Brazil and Serbia play Switzerland. I was thinking about these Group G and H matches, by the way. It's something about them coming so late in each of the cycles. The, they, it almost feels like these are the afterthought games, don't they, a little bit? It's like... There's been so much drama uh, the last with, with sort of all of these opening round matches. And then you, yeah. you always have these this one final <laughs> this one final group, and it tends to have Brazil and their Brazil yeah. are just sort of the, the clear the clear you know favorite in the in these groups. And so Brazil is is clean through. Um, they win the group with a win or a draw, or they can even just win it with the Switzerland loss. Um, Switzerland uh, make the last sixteen with a win or a draw versus Serbia. Uh, and then Serbia, it's kind of simple. They can make the, the last 16 with a win versus Serbia and a Cameroon loss. So if we expect Cameroon to lose to Brazil, even if it's a heavily rotated Brazil side, then that basically sets up Switzerland versus Serbia for um, for advancement and the uh, and second place in Group a, uh, G. So I think that's that's pretty fun. I think that uh, Switzerland, Serbia for for all the marbles, Brandon, that seems that seems pretty, pretty fun to me. It sure does. We've mentioned it a couple times on the podcast, but going back to Switzerland and Serbia meeting in the 2018 World Cup and the previous with Shakiri and Xhaka coming to Switzerland by way of Kosovo, and there is some contentious uh, geopolitical stuff there with Serbia, and um, there was uh, like a goal celebration sign done by Shakiri that was not taken very well by the Serbs. Right. This right. could turn into a compelling grudge match for sure. And, you know... Good luck to you who takes the side uh, opposite uh, Alexandra Mitrovic, 
because this man is a big boy and he will he will take you out. And I'm wearing my wearing my Fulham shirt today in support of Mitro, uh, the man, the myth, the legend. Go Serbia, I say. Yeah, I'm looking for. I'm rooting for Serbia as well. I, I also am a big fan of Mitrovic, and um, yeah, that, it's, it's kind of a fun team in general. I think that they um, they really had a chance in that Cameroon match to 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 be in a much simpler spot. But they've they've made it tough for themselves, Brandon. But it's but they still have a mm-hmm. shot, and that's that's all you can ask for. So beat beat Switzerland, and and you're through. And Cameroon has a chance as well. It's just a little more complicated. They would have to to win versus Brazil, and Switzerland would have to lose. So not impossible, but it's just hard. Just Brazil, if it just looks so strong in this tournament, it's it's even without Neymar, it's hard to uh, it's hard to see Cameroon winning that one. But we've seen a lot of really interesting and exciting upsets so far. I was not expecting Japan to beat yeah. Germany today, so or or um, Spain today. So. Everything's up in the air. A lot to play for. Really looking forward to tomorrow's matches. And then Saturday sets up for those first two round of 16 matches, including the U.S.-Netherlands on Saturday morning. Blimey. Very excited about that. Very, very yes. excited. And the Wi-Fi is great in the conference room. that I, or the, or the conference that I'm at, Brandon. So I'm going to be going to the bathroom 20, 30, 50 times if I have to, okay? Just going to... Tell them that I've, you know, I don't even know that I had a bad pretzel or something. And it's, uh, that's, that's what we're right. See, yeah, they're, when in pretzel country, no, you just walk in with like a giant jug of water, like a two-gallon thing of water. And just <laughs> be constantly yeah. chugging and refilling and being like, <laughs> I mean, even go so far as to claim claim a urinary tract infection. I mean, it's, the, the more plausible, the better. Yeah. Or I, I guess the more the, unquestionable, the better. That's true. They ha- it cannot be doubted at all. That's 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 a good point. Uh, all right. Well, that's where we are, and uh, looking forward to uh, tomorrow's pod. We'll see where we are at the end of group. Maybe we'll do a, a, a quick look at the bracket of the round of sixteen yeah. after tomorrow's matches. Because I, I I actually have not. You don't want to look at the scenarios, but I haven't looked at the bracket yet, mostly because I don't want to jinx the U.S. I don't want to be like, oh, what happens if we beat Netherlands? What's our group after that? It's like it feels like yeah. I'm too I'm too nervous to look at all that stuff. Everyone's but, got their it, superstition. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.